0: what's going on everybody welcome back to hindsightless the sporadic podcast where i talk about life role-playing games or whatever else might be running around inside of my head but mostly role-playing games i promise another hindsightless seriously i know right like i don't know (laughs) I'm just putting out stuff. Just a few quick call-ins today, folks. That's it. But I want to just get them out there, put out another episode, and yeah, so let's let's just dive into it. So this is the second time I'm recording this response because my phone decided to start recording from my phone itself instead of my headphones while I was responding to your call-in, Jason. So this might seem a little stilted or weird, and that's... (laughs) Sorry about that. The first response was awesome, let me tell you. You couldn't hear it, but it was awesome. (laughs) Anyway, dude, I know you are just messing around. You don't have to tell me that. And yeah, the death save thing is cool. I like having one. I'm not a huge fan of the three that you get in 5e. And then the way that Pathfinder 2nd Edition does it is even kind of weirder. So the way it works in Pathfinder 2e... If you get knocked out in a fight, you go down to Dying 1. You are at Dying Condition 1, you die at Dying Condition 4. So every round, you then make a Constitution saving throw or a check, I forget. If you succeed, you're stable. If you fail, you drop down to the next Dying Condition, Dying Condition 2. So then what happens if you get healed? If you get healed, you get back up, you have some hit points. You're now at Wounded 1. And what Wounded 1 means is that if you get knocked out again, your dying condition instantly increases by your wounded conditions. So if you're at Wounded 1, you get knocked out, you're at Dying 2 now. And so on till Dying 4, till you're dead. So you have some chances, and you don't wake up fresh from being unconscious, which I enjoy, but it's still kind of weird, and it's just a lot of extra bookkeeping. So that's why I like the low fantasy gaming with the... Uh, with you know you get these setbacks that just can help kind of shape your character and give you role-playing fodder and inspiration for new paths your character might have gone down that you know you might not have thought of yourself and i i love that and i love if it's super harsh you can overcome it but it takes some time to overcome it and yeah i think it's just the thing about just having those injuries that i just think is kind of cool and you know, like the like what you were talking about with the swollen brain—that's gnarly, dude. It that's a rough way to go. It reminds me, though, it reminds me of those Merp and Rollmaster crits, and maybe that's why I love this so much. It just dawned on me when I was responding to your message the first time that you know that's in my gaming DNA. So maybe that's why I'm so into this stuff because those Merp crits, those were my favorite part of Rollmaster and Merp. I love those. Those were oh, those were dope. Anyway, man, so let's hear what uh, let's hear what Spencer's got to say since he's the one who kicked off this whole discussion. Let's let it, let's let him
1: weigh in. Hey, Joe, I'm with you. I was just kind of messing with you. I I, I think you know that. I agree with you. Actually, I don't have an issue with having a death save, and I think having other options does make it more interesting. Like you say, having the possibility of surviving and having some kind of long lasting wound or scar. When, you know, when I was playing Jason Hobbs' game, that happened and the character had brain swelling or something. Mine did, and so he saw the other character's enemies and he ended up killing two of the other PCs. So there you go, tossed spear in one's back and then he bashed another one in the face with his with the shield and killed him. <laughs> so yeah, I don't have any issue with with death saves and then if you pass, having some kind of horrible, you know, mental or physical repercussions there. I'm I'm all with you. I, I was mainly messing around with you, so good point. Um, I, I'm I'm with you on that. So take care.
2: Hey Joe, great episode, man. And yeah, numbers, numbers. It's not about the zero HP thing, is it? It's that's all arbitrary. It's about the lack of drama, the lack of tension, the the sheer kind of finality, the, the brutality with which Shadrach was taken down so unceremoniously in his prime, he had so much to give.
0: <laughs> Hast thou heard a lament so sweet for a character lost before its prime? Me think it's not. Me think it's not.
3: Yeah, I'm with you, Joe. That sudden death, zero hit points thing does feel like a little bit of an anticlimax and a missed opportunity. If you go down, you're sort of unconscious or in a critical condition as a result of some sort of damage. Everybody knows... Perhaps then, that at the end of combat, this is going to be resolved or there's a ticking clock. There's just this little bit more drama and, and suspense. And by all means, yeah, maybe the character does indeed die, but there's this glimmer of hope. And if they do survive, perhaps they pick up a, 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 an interesting scar or an injury, a, a, a lingering injury that they take forward with them making a a richer character and a and a more epic story as a result
0: i agree man later dude you nailed it man uh that was colin green from spike pit if you don't know now you know check it out uh but yeah man it's that glimmer of hope Just that slim little glimmer of hope that just, oh, it just adds that spice, man. That's, I, I love it. And then it just makes the actual dying so much more visceral and gnarly. You know, you bring it down to the one dice roll. The whole table's just tense and you roll it. Everyone's like, no, or yeah. Like, oh, that's the juice, man. I love that shit. Um but, yeah, so you were talking on your show today also about how you've never met any people that want to take gaming totally out of the, out of the realm of possibilities, and you've never played with them. And I haven't either, but I did – excuse me – I did get in a pretty long Twitter discussion with some dude, and I can't remember their name anymore. I wish I could, but their whole thing was that death is limiting – and so he had a whole list of other stuff that he would do instead. But I was like, yeah, you can do all of those things. Sure. I wouldn't do half of them. I think they're ridiculous. But sure, you can do all of those things. But you could also make death an option. So he was actually limiting limiting it by removing an option. So I, I, it's, it's lost on me. It makes no sense. I don't get it. I'd never do it. I'd never do it. But thanks for calling in. And uh, yeah, let's... Uh, Let's hear from John now.
2: Hey there, dude. It's John from the Red Dice Stories coming in to drop some catching up on podcast episodes. Tuppence down for this voicemail, and I'm just listening to your episode twenty-one, season four, and heard you talking about low fantasy gaming. Now I've got a copy of that on my shelf, along with the what the campaign's taken for it. I think it's called the Midlands. Which I've got to admit, I partly picked up because like, the Midlands of the UK is where I actually live. And I remember flicking through them. I don't remember either of them like really, really sort of grabbing hold of me in the way they obviously have with you. But after listening to your episode, maybe I'll go back and have another look at them, uh, see if there's anything that I can sort of pull out of them for use in my games. Anyway, there's my midweek tuppence for you, dude. Take care, and I'll catch you soon.
0: What's going on, John? Dude, thanks for calling in. That was John Allen Large from the newly launched RDD RPG podcast. There is a space between the RDD and the RPG. Took me a second to figure it out, but I finally got there. I mean, I got there after he told me, but... (laughs) I got there eventually. Anyway, dude, thanks for the call in, man. And yeah, dude, give it, give low fantasy gaming another, give it another shot. I'm having a blast with it. I really like it. It's clicking all the boxes for me. So check it out again. See what you think. And I haven't checked out the campaign setting. I, I, I'll probably give it a look. But you know, normally I don't do too much with campaign setting stuff but i appreciate the call in man and i hope that uh the new launch is going well for the new show i've been tuning in and listening and it's great stuff um yeah man i love the uh the star trek episode with you and your wife man. that was awesome anyway dude uh thanks for the call in and we have one more from spike pit talking some more low fantasy gaming so let's do that
3: Hey, Joe, mate, you totally humbled me, man.
0: <laughs>
3: I'm sitting here going, what Medusa? What Medusa? Where's that Medusa? Oh, man, my memory's worse than I thought it was. And then I thought, hold on a minute. No, there's definitely no Medusa in Tomb of the Serpent Kings. I know what he's done. He's swapped out that basilisk. He swapped out that basilisk, put in the Medusa. And do you know what? I know you couldn't find the stats for it and that. But I actually think that I would rather have a Medusa in that room. And if I run that again, in your honour, sir, I'm going to put a Medusa in that room. All that jangling chains and everything else. um, It's so Clash of the Titans. Medusa for
0: the win. And what an honor that would be, sir. That would be awesome. And, dude, there there totally is a basilisk in there. I saw it just the other day. I don't know what the hell I was doing. But there's totally one in there. But I agree. I think the Medusa is a... I like it better. It's more fun. And, like you said, it's very Clash of the Titans. Uh, she's got that bow. Slithers around. Shoots him with the bow. Yeah. if Yeah. Right on. I'm glad you liked it because it worked out and I thought it was really cool. So, yeah, that's that's it. Let me, uh, let me close out of here. Thanks, all you folks, for the call-ins. And then that's what I usually say when I close out. So let me just close out here then, folks. I won't make a new segment like I normally do. <laughs> anyway... Thank you, everyone, for the call-ins. Thank you, Jason, John, Colin, and Spencer. You dudes are awesome. Thank you for putting out shows. Thank you for doing everything you do to make this community and the whole world a bigger, better place. You guys are rad. And, folks, everyone, until we talk again. Oh, you know what? Before, Before I get out of here, before I get out of here... Let me just... They don't really squeak. (laughs) They don't really squeak. But... Based on... Based on my bathtub episode... (laughs) My friend Alex, dude... Jaisipo on the Audio Dungeon and in the Wheeler Woe Discord... You know, he he heard heard Jason giving me shit for not having a rubber ducky. So in his big, gigantic heart, Alex decided to rectify that situation. And so he sent me a box of, I don't know, what, is there 50 of them? I don't know. I don't think there's 100. But no, there's there's a ton of them. Anyway, there might only be 20. Who gives a shit? anyway man thank you so much i don't know what the fuck i'm supposed to do with all of these but i have them and awesome dude that was that was a clutch move in the middle of some crazy ass pandemic so anyway folks until we talk again
1: peace out